Hello and welcome to another episode of Teens on the Road, the one and only podcast for full-time RVing teenagers. I'm your hostess, Kayla, and here with us today is fellow nomad, Annie. We will be discussing Hello. her thoughts on RV living and some of the experiences she's had over the years. Hi, and welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Happy to be here. We're happy to have you. So tell us where you are in the world. We are um, in Florida. We're near Bradenton. Uh, we're about 30 minutes away from Anna Maria Island, so we're able to go to the beach and beat the summer heat, that's for sure. <laughs> that's good, because I know it's hot there right now. Yes, ma'am. We're in Oklahoma, and today it's like 104 or something. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but, you know, mm-hmm. stay inside all day, and then you're fine. <laughs> you're right. So, Annie, tell me about your family story. What prompted you guys to start traveling? So, well, I grew up in Illinois for about seven years, and then we moved to Florida for about one year, and that's where we launched from. So it's a, it's a kind of a funny story because um, my parents have been watching YouTube videos and seeing these families traveling, and they're like, this looks pretty cool. And my dad goes to my mom, and he's like, hey, so how about, how about we do this? And my mom's like, no, bro, you're insane. What are you thinking? Like, come on. It's traveling in, our, in, an, R, in an RV across the country, homeschooling our children. No, that's not happening. But I don't remember clearly or remember when specific it was after. But um, my mom has a dream telling her that we should move into an RV. So next thing we know, we have our truck and our trailer and are going across the country. And we've been on the road for about five years now. That's awesome. <laughs> that like reminds me of Joseph and Mary where it's like, Joseph, you need to go. Yes, that's kind of what it felt like, because we were just, like, out, like, almost a month after. We were like, okay, yeah. let's go. <laughs> you guys were just like, let's go. Yep, time to go. Yep. So how did you adjust to that change? How old were you? I was not 14 now. Um, it was, um, I was really optimistic and really excited about it, because, like, living in an RV, traveling across the U.S., seeing all these, all these beautiful sights, it's just something, it's just amazing, right? It's not something every kid gets to experience. Um, I will say it was hard at first, though, because just starting out, we were going quickly across all the states, getting as many as we could, um, thinking we were only going to travel for about a year. Here we are five years later, right? But um, <laughs> trying to go across, getting as many states as we can, and we weren't really focusing on connecting with families, which was really hard at first, so that took a little while to adjust to when eventually maybe like a year later we finally kind of started um connecting with other families and it really made everything a whole lot better awesome so what was your main challenge starting out just lack of friends i would say that um but also i was also kind of homesick as well but then Mm. um homeschooling homeschooling had something to do with it because i was so used to living in a environment where you're sitting at a desk listening to the teacher for like eight hours a day right yeah. but this homeschooling really just put this changed everything completely so um I would say that was a little hard because uh, I have two younger siblings so trying to work with them around and my mom trying to teach all of us was not the easiest obviously because mm. their attention span can only go for so long right so okay. trying to learn with them was harder but I've adapted to that a lot more recently which has been good that's good and you're in eighth ninth grade I am in eighth grade. I'm yeah, going into ninth grade this year. Yep, that's fun. So how does your mom teach you now, homeschooling? So at first, it was a lot of her reading us books and we would fill up papers kind of thing. But uh, as the years progressed, um, I kind of started doing my own stuff on my own. So I do this thing. Since we're registered um, 
residents in Florida, they have this mm -hmm. free homeschool curriculum called Florida Virtual School, and I do a couple programs through them. Um, and uh, I have an actual teacher that I can message and call if I need help with something. Um, and it's all like self self paced and self you do all the things by yourself kind of thing. And then I also just do um, side books with pencil and paper kind of thing on my own read, read some pages, take some notes, take tests, things like that. So my mom doesn't really do much work with me individually anymore as much as she does with my younger brothers. Yeah, and that's what happens with homeschooling when you get older, you're just getting into a groove and you're like, okay, I can do this on my own. Exactly, exactly. You kind of like adapted and how to learn on your own sort of thing. Yeah, and that's pretty sweet about free curriculum. Yes, it's definitely an advantage. I know some other uh, states provide it, but um, I think Florida is the number, maybe, maybe the number one. Hmm. So before you started out, was there something you thought you would hate about RV living, but ended up liking? Um, I can't say there's anything specifically. Um because uh, I was very optimistic at first because like oh we're moving into an RV and we're gonna go visit all these beautiful con country states <laughs> all these beautiful states and see all these amazing national parks so I wouldn't say there was something that I yeah I wouldn't say there's anything specific <laughs> the major optimist yes good but then it but then from it was good obviously but then from there it kind of like as you're seeing the places you're like okay this is cool this is really pretty and everything then it kind of starts to go down and you're like okay this is just how i'm living now right like all the excitements in the beginning now you just like learn that it's just what you're living in right it's like we're yeah. almost spoiled in a way we're so blessed that we're able to be able to have that as the norm when most kids are just sat at, sit at, sitting at a desk eight hours a day you know learning about what we're seeing in books right so exactly yeah I remember we were in Telluride and we were there for a couple of weeks and so the boondocking spot we were at didn't have any data so we had to go in Telluride to get wi-fi to like a little bit of a groove of where we would go there do school and work and then come back home and it we were like to the point where it felt monotonous oh man I can't believe it's so monotonous and then you take a second and you're like wow we're in Telluride in the beautiful Rocky Mountains and this is where so it's like yeah yes 100% you're like wow you don't like realize it until like you, you take a step back from it you're like hold up I'm like doing school in these beautiful mountains like just yeah. soak that in right mm -hmm. yeah I'm spoiled sorry <laughs> exactly I'm like oh hey <laughs> so what are you struggling with right now anything in particular um I would say I um I do struggle with being like lonely mm -hmm. it's definitely when it comes that's a, one of the downsides of traveling obviously you're either or with my experience you're either with a bunch of people or you're with nobody or you're with somebody and then you're with nobody kind of thing because you're traveling obviously so the different mm -hmm. places you hit are going to have people and they're not going to have people so I would definitely say struggling to be with friends especially in Florida because nobody who travels is really going to be in Florida so because it's hot yeah. everybody goes out west or up the east coast kind of so yeah. that has definitely been a struggle but um, I would say that since I've gotten older and I have my own phone now, I can connect with people and I FaceTime them and call them and message them and it helps me keep in touch so I don't get too lonely, right? So. Yeah, it isn't the same, but it's better than nothing. Exactly. So do you have any advice for other teens about that? I mean, just enjoy every moment you have with people and be with it because 
that could be the last moment you have with that person for maybe another year because your plans may just not meet up, right? Yeah. Enjoy have with people so much more than you would think you would usually do. Because mm-hmm. I would say, like, when I'm traveling, and right now I'm not with anybody, like, when I'm with people, I try to hang out as much as I can. I go outside and I hang out with all the people, do all these things I probably wouldn't usually do just because I want to connect with them, right? And I'm not... um when I wouldn't usually be able to do that yeah I'm not with people kind of thing and I think the appreciation comes naturally but also appreciate you know when you're by yourself because you're taking time for yourself and being able to grow as a person 100 percent so do you have any advice for other teens on any other topics homeschooling space Um, siblings yeah siblings right uh I would say just it's that time of time of the our life where we're like trying to figure out who we're meant to be where we're supposed to be like what we want to learn what we want to do when we grow up and it can be it can take our time away right but I just say just live in the moment and enjoy all this time you're having with your family and make meaningful connections as much as you can and enjoy the places that you see as much as you can because it could be the last time you have the chance to do that right so, mm-hmm. go in place and I may never yep. go again <laughs> exactly so that's that's what I would say good stuff so moving on to the traveling what is a place or experience that you will never forget Ooh, so being part of full-time families that it's a com- community a bunch of people get together um at different rallies and who travel like us and this it was last in in may they had a teen rally and it went for a week and it was just specifically for the teens so you would register your kid or your, your teen, obviously, and they would have all these activities for um, every day for a week. And it was just so awesome. I thought I had best experience of my life personally, but um, because you could, they had game nights, they had, um, they even taught you how to write your own resume. Um, they had like a teen night out, they had prom, they had um, jam sessions with different musicians. Like you would bring your instrument and I'll play together. It was so much fun. I would say yeah. that would probably be, one of my favorite experiences. And I'd just like to mention that Annie was prom queen, so she had an especially good <laughs> I wouldn't say it's especially, but it was fun. It was yes, fun. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It I would say that fun. would be my favorite experience. And that's yeah. where I met you. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> that was fun. Mm-hmm. So, you love the rally. Do you love, do you have any other rallies that stick out in your mind? I wouldn't say rallies. That was probably my favorite rally I've ever been to. But well, I know, do have... Out. And not... That one was probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. What about a favorite place? Ooh, okay. So, I would... I love the beach, and I love the mountains. But I'm going to say... I'm going to pick beach over mountains this time. Because I love snorkeling. And we mm-hmm. went down into the Florida Keys, and... We went on, on like a snorkeling trip and they took us out there and I was, my family all got seasick besides me, but uh, I was diving in and out, snorkeling, viewing all these beautiful rainbowed fish. And like, I'm a big, I love marine biology and the water and swimming and all that. So that was really at my alley. I had a great time there. Cool. Yeah. We went to Key West and did a little snorkeling, but we got all the bad spots. Oh no. Was it like fog? Or... It wasn't it wasn't muggy. It was like one spot we went to, we all well, my dad barfed. I was about 
one second away from barfing and then we got super seasick obviously and the spot we went to was like also tumultuous waves and so it was hard to see yeah Mm -hmm. I would say uh when we went out there my dad also threw up actually which is kind of funny um but um it was very choppy the waves were like I think like six feet high I was still swimming but it was it was a little nerve-wracking don't get me wrong yeah it was very windy for sure then we tried um Zachary Taylor State Park and that was better wave-wise but me and my sister didn't see that many fish, but my parents were like, oh my gosh, you have to go back out there. There were tons of fish. And we're like, where? Where? <laughs> yeah, I would say that the snorkeling trips, you'll see more fish, um, but you're, you're not always guaranteed that you're going to get like the best like uh, viewing experience when you're at a state park. You can go when you want. Yeah. Kind of thing, because you have to plan ahead with the trips, right? But when you, when you, when you go what you want, you can go when it's less windy and that's clearer. I think if you want to see a fish, hire somebody. Yeah, exactly. That seems, that seems <laughs> so do you have a bucket list for the future? I know you guys have been traveling for a long time, but do you have any places you haven't seen yet? Well, I have seen the Grand Canyon, but um, I want to, they have these tours. I wouldn't say tours, but camping trips you can, I wouldn't say like rent, but you go down with a group of people, you hike down into the Grand Canyon and you stay overnight in there. Like, you you pack everything you're going to need for the next three days. Like, you pack a tent, you pack um, your food, toilet paper, everything that you're going to need in your bag, and you're going to hike down into that canyon and stay a night and hike back up the next day. So I want to do that with my mom. I love hiking, personally. Um, So that's something I want to do. And then I also want to hike the Appalachian Trail at some point. I thought about doing that as, like, a gap year thing. Mm -hmm. thought that might be cool. That would be a fun experience for a gap year kind of thing. Yeah. You want to join me? Yeah, right? Yeah, I'll count me in. <laughs> All right. So, hiker, what is your hikes that you've been on? Ooh. So, um, I love the super long ones. So, one of this one, I, I can't remember the name specifically, but it was in Grand Tetons National Park. And it took us to a point um, by a lake. And it was five miles there, five miles back. I would say that that one would be my favorite because there were just these beautiful trees everywhere you, everywhere you looked, like these thick, thick pine forests that were just magical, almost. Almost something like you would see in like a fairy movie kind of thing. I just thought that was so beautiful. It's yeah, so the Tetons are beautiful. They are. Definitely one of my favorite national parks. Cool. So this is my favorite question. Where would you never go again? Oh, oh man. It would definitely be... The Florida Everglades. I have a story <laughs> for that one, too. <laughs> can I you agree with me on that one? I already know what yes. you mean. Go ahead. Okay. So, I have a story, but... So, it was the first time we ever went there, and I had just got a brand new phone, right? And I'm out there, and I'm holding my phone in my hand, and I look over a rail just to see what this is in the water, or the... I don't know what you would call it, the swamps kind of thing. There was um a little... Like, a little nest under the fence, kind of... Not the fence, the what would you the, the guardrail? I <laughs> can't speak right now. I'm sorry. Uh, there, there was like a little like wasp nest or something under the guardrail, and my finger touched it, and it was the one that, that my hand, my phone was in. The hand that was my phone was in, right? And yeah. I get stung by the wasp, oh. and my phone goes flying in the air and plops right down into the water. Yeah. So 
I did not receive my phone. I did not get it back because um, there's alligators in there, obviously, right? Not going to try and get it. But um, so I lost my phone and I'm stung. So that was a very terrible experience. And then we went back, um, I think last year, and um, we went back last year. And the thing was, uh, it's just like, there's just so many, so many alligators. And it's just like, it's just like alligator after alligator. And you're like, um, is it going to stop? Like, it's, because I feel like it's just too, um, there's just like too many alligators. And it's just, that's, that's all there is to see. It's not natural. Mm-hmm. Did you see any crocodiles? I have not seen any crocodiles. They're supposed to be there, but I don't know if they're actually there. Mm-hmm. We, we I, need a I, comment. We need a comment. Yeah. If you've seen a crocodile in Everglades, please let me know. Yes, because I have never seen them. I need to know if there are crocodiles in the Everglades. Yes, we need to know. Yeah, and also the mosquitoes there are just terrible. They are. They are very, very bad. We boondocked in a site that was like, I want to say like 30 minutes away. And it was so hot and so buggy. Like we had all these citronella candles going on and everything. And I'm just like, man, these bugs are super annoying. Yeah. We were at the point where like, we had to like, have you seen those like alien movies where they have to like de-radiate people and get them undressed from their radiation suits? Yeah, what is it called? it's called like an air chamber or something. We basically had to do mm-hmm. that. We had to do that yeah. with the mosquitoes. Yes, with the mosquitoes, one hundred percent. Because like they will, they will find a way to get in if you yes. let them. Yes, <laughs> they're and like we little like, ninjas. Exactly, and we were like sprinting to the truck, like they won't get don't, you don't, if you sprint. Yes, exactly. It's it's insane how like prudent they are there. <laughs> potent, potent. My bad. <laughs> Yes, and we were in the truck, and they there was, like, legions of them against our windows trying to get in, because we they knew we were in there, and we were like, oh my god. And I was like, you can't, you can run, but you can't hide, kind of thing, and you're just like, oh, that got mosquitoes. <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah, Everglades is probably on my never-go-again list, too. Alright, I'm glad we can agree on that one. <laughs> yeah. Because I lived in Charleston, South Carolina, and... A lot of it is marshland, and so going to the Everglades, it was kind of boring, because it just reminded me of Charleston. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, nothing really interesting. And we didn't see any yeah. flamingos or crocodiles, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> nothing so, too special. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. If you could, what would you change about your RV setup? Hmm. I would say, so we upgraded about a year ago. Um, we were living in a 32-foot travel trailer for about four years, and um, we upgraded to a 42-foot fifth wheel. So, yes, uh, yes, right? Yeah, totally. So originally, I had was sharing a bunk room with my brothers, and I had a twin-size bunk. But this new camper, I have a loft that's about like a queen-size kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I have my own space, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But the only thing that I would say I wish it, w- it had was a higher roof. Like, yeah. I cannot sit up at all without, like, breaking my back, like, kind of thing. Like, I cannot sit up straight. I have to be hunched over all the time kind of thing. So I think that it would be nice to have a taller ceiling to be able to play guitar in here mm. um, and do school. So that would be probably the one thing I would have changed for the RV setup. Yeah, I thought I wanted a loft in here, but my mom was like, you're not going to be able to sit up. So I was like, all right, pass. <laughs> <laughs> that was the... One of the reasons I almost didn't want to get this one, because obviously I couldn't sit up, but 
everything else was exactly what we wanted. Like, mm-hmm. we have our big living room space. My brothers have their own room. Um, my dad can work in his own ha- in his own uh, bedroom without having to lay on the bed kind of thing. So it just made everything a lot easier. I'm like, okay, a short roof, I can I can handle it. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I had another sibling and they were sharing a room, then I would not mind the loft at all. Yes, yeah, so the, the two younger siblings definitely cut it as well for me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I understand. And that would be cool to have, like, your own little- yeah, it almost is kind of like a cave already, but, like, just having a little bit taller would be a little bit nicer. <laughs> I have a question for you. I thought about this one earlier. So, you know that we, like, travel um, in, around the country in the U.S. If you could pick any other country in the world to um, full-time in, which one would you full-time in, like, travel around? Well, let's go ahead and assume that there are no COVID lockdowns in any other yes, part yes, of the world. Yes, assuming no COVID lockdowns. Totally perfect. Uh, probably mm-hmm. Australia. Australia? How come? Because I've always wanted to go to Australia, and being able to do it in the RV, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. It's supposed to be really pretty over there. Yeah, and they probably have some supreme boot-knocking spots. Oh, you, you're probably right about that. I didn't think about that part. so probably that and they have a good variety they have like you know the outback which is most of it but then they have the coast and you can go see the great barrier reef and then they have cool cities like sydney so that is my what about you definitely i would say um europe i know it would be harder with an rv in europe because there's a lot more cities and things like that so maybe i would just full-time travel where um I rented a hotel in different areas kind of thing and visited all the different, um, well, I mean, that's a continent. So, <laughs> I mean, I would do, just visit all the different countries individually in Europe. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Europe's a continent. You mean one <laughs> country. Then, yeah. <laughs> Europe well, counts as a country. Or country. <laughs> if, if Europe counts as a country, then I would totally do Europe. I'd be doing that with you. All right. Okay. I can count it then. I'll let it. I'll let it slide. I'll let con. I'll let a continent slide. If you had one country, though, pick a country. Ooh, I would say France or Italy, Mm. because you can both have the countryside of them, but you can also have the city side of them, and they're both supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, I'm Italian, so I'd probably do Italy. But yeah, me too. I'm Italian as well. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I have a family who lives in Italy, actually. So super cool. Yeah. But yeah, I like bread and lots of food, so. Yeah, <laughs> that would definitely be the place to go. Yes. Awesome. Any closing thoughts, Annie? No, ma'am. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for joining us. And thanks to all you nomads out there for listening. If you want to be on the podcast, say hi or follow us on social media. Check out our link below. And be sure to share Teens on the Road with your friends. Thanks again for listening and have fun out there. Thank you.